0: No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
1: Tap in, nigga, log in. Smoke a lot radio, we going all
2: in. Tap in, bitch, log in. Smoke a lot radio, we going all in. Tap
3: in,
1: hold, log in. Smoke a lot radio. Yeah, we going all in uh, The squad making sure we all win Smoke a lot, radio, we going all in Zilla, I'm the host with the most smoke Rolling up the most jokes. Kato got the most jokes Simone Taylor keep it sexy for the grown folks I'm OG, tone low, bouncing on them ghosts Smoke, smoke, we the number one Podcast, some other shows All trash, amber rose, all ass Smoke, broadcasting live from the coast Sick committee with the jokes Come and get your ass roast, Kato Kill county, nigga, review my file I done show up on the net you other niggas is
3: clowns, pulling up the niggas' cars, pulling whole skirts up. I'm the king of one-liners, y'all got what the fuck? Since we stepped up on the scene, we got the haters' attention. Only bosses on the set, you other niggas is mentioned. For your back for interviews, nigga, boss up your views. Nigga, fuck your crew, nigga,
2: who is you? Uh, coming through with the black report, The real spill, cause niggas know I got reports. Uh, it? about to give you what you're waiting for. Simone, Kato, and yup, we about to take the floor. We back like we never left. Other radio shows they getting put up on the Fuck shelf. Up. Every Fuck time up. we step out, you know we fresh to death. Fresh Here to tip.
1: take our brain till there ain't nothing left. Your <laughs> left. bitch, Your bitch.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, who is
3: these niggas you talking about? They gon' get on smoke a lot with they 400, follower, 17 400 motherfucking followers, 17 motherfucking me having have These niggas crazy than the mouth. These <laughs> niggas crazy than a mouth.
1: Hey, tap in, nigga, log in. Tap in, in nigga, nigga log radio. in. We going all in. Hey, it's your host with the most cool out of the We going Smoke all in. Man. With the illest nigga, Nebraska, B. Catofonia on my mama. And it's another episode of Smoke a Radio. We got our co-host, Simone Taylor, tapping in. In a minute, she over there getting pedicured and manicured and, you know what I mean, pampered and dampered. You did? You know what I mean? But definitely, man, we got a motherfucking special guest in the building tonight. You know what I mean? The legendary. You know what I mean? World Renowned. You know what I mean? The hook maestro man. Nigga, the rat. (laughs) The rat. (laughs) Nigga, rat (laughs) and gas your ass soup, nigga. The motherfucker Peruvian flake himself, nigga, is not- on the brick. Cocaine in mm-hmm. this motherfucker. Y'all make some noise for cocaine, y'all. y'all- yuck, you forgot. You forgot. What you I forgot, mean? yuck.
3: The Guinness what? Book of Records, most featured artist in the motherfucking world.
1: Oh, shit. Father of the G Funk, man. Come on. G Funk pioneers, man. The father of the Funk. The Guinness Book World Record of the most Mm features of artists in the motherfucking world. I don't give a fuck if who who just sold their shit. Who had thirty thousand songs and they sold their masters to the whole white guy? Ain't
0: got
1: shit on this nigga, whoever he is, nigga. (laughs) Oh man! He ain't got shit on this nigga, man. People need to recognize
3: that fun fact, man.
4: People need to recognize that fun fact, man. let me tell you something. Let me let me make sure distinctively you understand what the most collaborative artist is. There's a lot of people that, that got more, more collabs in producing, more collabs in orchestrating. I happen to be the most collaborative artist in hip hop doing what I do, playing balls wow. out, plain and simple. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you know we don't we don't wear our ass on our shoulders when we say that. It's just something that shows a commit to excellence, you know, when you work it, you know, your buns off in this year game and you're still able to be relevant, which is a blessing to be able to inspire a whole new generation, because people grew up off our music. So it's it's a blessing when a brother come from the hood, you know what I'm saying? Coming from west side of Pomona, being able to be the most featured collaborative artist, You know, I never did think about doing that. All I was just doing is just, just working. I was real on that microphone, that part.
3: That, that come on, you've been up 37, 47 hours already. You know what I'm saying? Man, Man, shit don't
4: stop. <laughs> no, nah, it don't stop. Sometimes you got to do that. Yuck! You already know. You can You can agree with me, brother. It's like, you know, th- what a perfect time it is to have your autonomy and independence. You know, we already been on platinum plaques already and all that stuff. So thank God for the, you know, the, the, the easy ease and of that time and... You know, just basically, you know, the two shorts of the time, which are still, you know, still relevant, um, you know, before them, the fathers of the funk, you know, they paved the way for us. You know what I'm saying? And they allowed us to be able, especially in these times, to really capitalize and, and take take and marginalize uh, ourselves from big corporations that basically fucked us. You understand? Yeah. So that's why it's a beautiful time, and you know what I'm saying? It's like you can't tell we are we age, you know what I'm saying? You're only young as you feel, you dig? Exactly. Yeah, man. man
1: speaking of Promona story, man, let's hear the Promona story, man. How did you even get involved with singing, hip-hop, and all of that, man? I never knew that story. And then how did it end up with you, you know, linking up with Easy e and Ruthless Records, man? Give us that story for Smoke Live Radio, bro.
4: Well, music was in my DNA since I was D to the curve, you dig? My right. dad was an established writer and composer, some of the greatest songs you ever heard in the history of the music music business, like just my imagination, smiling faces, Papa was a rolling stone. He did the orchestration on that, direction and all that. And oh, Uncle shit. Willie, Uncle Willie Hutch is my my uh, my uncle. So, it's like it's kind of like a nigga had to cheat So you talking about, about you
1: talking about Hutch? You you related to Co-187? Yeah. Yeah,
4: that's his yeah, father Willie, that did all them yeah, all the no, uh, legendary songs. That's song. our that's our uncle. Yeah, uncle I mean Uncle Willie Hutch. You know, and if you're a real P in the game, you understand what Uncle Willie Hutch meant to the game. You know, doing scores for the Mac right now be there. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, the music industry was the music industry. So it's not like we reaped the benefits. You know, even even back in the days, you seen TLC roll up. To the awards in the in the sidekick, you dig? So yeah. it was that type of shit going on. Regardless, it, it was a lot of artists out there that did some astronomical shit just for other companies that didn't really know nothing about soul music to reap the benefits. But now, you know, everything that slowed down. So, like, the good thing about it going back to the eighties, eighties, and the seventies was an intricate time for us because we had a chance to being a big mix, like a big pot of menudo. Mago- you understand? We had soul, we had funk, we had the explosion of hip hop with Cool Hurt, Sugar Hill, you know, going into Run, Run DMC, School uh, uh, Schoolie D, uh, uh, Rock Kim, all those greats, the Juice Crew, uh, Slick Rick. So in the mid, well, a little bit before the mid eighties, like around 83 and 84, I took it real serious doing talent shows. You know, and Hutch would always do talent shows. Back then, his name was called B-Boy Hutch. I was called Jay Golden. He had a group called Wizards of Rock and had a record out in 85, uh, distributed by Rainbow Records in New York. So we was already in the mix in the 80s. I used to try to emulate that style, play way back in 85, you know, doing the singing and rapping long before the Drake's, you know, and and our dear brother, you know, who's incredible, Nate Dogg, but long before that, you know, it was already in a nigga, not just on a nigga. So when I went, when Above the Law got established, you know, they started leaking in with, in 1988, I would think the beginning of eight, and they was hustling, of course, you know what I'm saying? Laylaw and Gold Mac being from the University of South Central would come out to a spot on Sumner and Pomona, and they was doing their thing. So I kind of lost contact of that. For like a year or so. But then when I leaned back in, my cousin said, Man, come over on Candy House. So I went over on Candy's house at 1289 Wall Street. Remember, like it's yesterday, got a memory like an elephant, you dig. Yeah. Um, so we went there and the Hutch said, Man, that's when I seen the numbers. And, and you already know about this, Yuck Malcolm, where the numbers used to be at the bottom of the vi- videos and the right. heavy set and the heavy set cassette that came out of Bernie Grubbins. Right, well, right, that's, right. That's what I was on when I see them niggas and I seen them niggas with easy e yuck, I was like, I already was like hyped on on boys in the hood. I'm like, who these niggas? You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I found our Hutch hooked up with them. I said, I'm gonna take you on a ride. He blessed me, you know, in Pomona over on Candy House and said, man, we gotta change the name from Jay Gold real quick because, you know, my grandmother named me that name. You know, light-skinned, green-eyed, color out of niggas, right? I said, yeah. what's the name, Hutch? Let's turn around and said cocaine. I sat Ooh. back for eight, sevens and said, nigga to run that shit. That's the dopest name in the Ooh. game. So that's Ooh. how that started.
3: On my mama did. Hey, I remember coming up and you had the zigzag album cover. The uh, yeah. uh the album cover was like the orange papers, the papers. So you know, I'm yeah. the University of South Central myself, so when that sound came out, you know, we telling off the easy east. Waving NWH and when and when Buddha Law came and you came with that funk and that we never yeah. heard it like that, you know what I'm saying? And so we like, man, Pabone got it popping like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that did was, we did a three song. Man,
4: we did a three-song demo in on 1989 at the spot called Jimmy Hot Track's Recording Studio. And he was the type of dude didn't want you to, you know, want you to pay for the studio, but don't fuck with his equipment. So we was there first. We happened, me and Hutch happened to, uh got through it. And at first I was signed a production deal through Law House, which you know, Laylaw is a contributor member of NWA. Some so I big bro Laylaw. Yes, sir. That's my uh. big bro. Without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at. The real spill, them and above the law. So when Hutch took me under the wing, we were all like, you know, like <coughs> we used to just make up ideas, harmonies. Kev, rest in peace, would make up harmony. Uh, Chaos, Go Mac would come with ideas, Laylaw hutch would hutch would come with ideas i would do a lot of sync more singing and hutch would build around all of us because he was our quincy jones he was the man he was
3: with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
4: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
3: sorry
0: sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time
5: no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you
3: lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Master ceremonies orchestrating this together. You know what I mean? So once I shot that, once they shot that to EGE, and uh, it did take long for me to sign, and they say, right. man, we're going to wait for a bottle of to come out living like hustlers, and then you're going to come out 91 as cocaine but we're going get to get this big-ass deal. You know, Easy going to get this big-ass deal because he was considered the first West Coast Russell Simmons. Say that. You know what bass, I mean? Bass, you know man, what I no mean? Bass.
1: So no he jack, had no. Poor,
4: Broken, Lonely. <laughs> poor, Broken, Lonely. Uh, it was Poor, Broken, Lonely, Above the Law, and Cocaine. And I was to come out next under, um, after Above the Law, most prolific album, you know, living one of the most prolific albums, Living Like Hustlers. You know what I'm bro, saying? Bro, so let me let me not not, not
1: oh, pause the story. You want Let's
4: rewind. Poor up.
1: broke homies. That's the one that made this is for my homies, right?
4: Yeah, poor uh, Broke No, poor broken lonely.
1: Poor broken lonely. That's that's the one where that's Chris made,
4: the Glove and them come from.
1: Right, but the, what they song
4: was called? Uh they had a song. Um, I forgot what they song was to tell you the truth. Who you talking oh, okay. about yuck is who you talking about, yuck dirty dirty the scoundrels. Ah, they got the same yeah.
1: type of name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: So yeah, but exactly. when we signed us, when we signed the Epic Records, it was the big shit. Ruthless records signed a multi, multi-million dollar deal. And right before, you know, because we had so much hype on cocaine, especially after above the law, living like hustlers. You know, that shit was like everywhere, like crack, my nigga. That so shit after- changed.
1: I'ma tell you how I landed in changed Oakland.
4: Changed the game. Nigga. Oakland, yeah. we like
1: that funk. You know what I mean? Too Short had that funk, nigga, and everybody else was rocking with that funk. When Above the Law came, they had that mm. funk, nigga. Yeah, you know what I mean? that living like a hustler, the actual song, Nigga, yeah. that was a, the hustle, nigga, the hustle. Beat when it song, came on, that boom,
4: thick boom. Oh my Thick
3: boom, thick boom, boom.
4: came on. And Look, demo, man, but the album with Above oh, the Law was so, was so instrumental to Ruthless and Dr. Dre because the majority of the ideas was already done by Code 187 and Above the Law. They took it to him, you know, Dr. Dre put it to it on the cake on it and you have voila, a masterpiece. So after going back, let's go back, let's go forward. 91, right before my record was going to come out, Epic decide to get scary and say, no, we gonna change name Cocaine to Who Am I? So when niggas was going to Abbey Roads and meetings and going to they, all that shit, niggas was looking for cocaine. And it was like, who the fuck is this record? Who am I? So it Whoa, they changed back. your name to Who
1: Am
4: I? Yeah, they tried to they, change it. The first oh, record was no. called Nickel Slick Nigga, which I did with my homeboy from, uh, you know, Big Ralphie. He was in the video, it was it was fly. But right. then Easy and them, all of us was pissed. Layla, Brother Law, Easy, Eric. And that that situation led them to eventually relativity. The first record came out, but then Easy and them and Hutch and Dr. Dre was so adamant about cocaine, they said, Well, fuck it, man. We're gonna put you on the intro of niggas for life album, do, introducing the character called Sweet Talk. Oh, wait a minute. My goddamn thing came off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, that's easy.
1: That's, hey, that's easy giving you a high five. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Pro, Bulk, and Lonely had the song Twisted.
4: Yeah, twist it.
3: Twisted. Twisted, okay. When the bitches okay. start turning okay. le- the lesbian joint. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah. See, I thought they, I thought they had, this is for my homie. But you was close, No, that's though. later. It was
4: close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it gave us a chance, once we got with Relativity, you gotta realize once, once uh, Easy made that deal, we, we moved from living like hustlers more into a sonic parliament, psychedelic sound. You know, and that's where the origins and the birth of like black mafia life and really the first record we <laughs> did, we, we had a song called uh, Never Missing a Beat I'm not pregnant, just not the legging. You don't want to fuck with me. That was like the real birth of the sound called G-Funk. You know, that we didn't know what it, we didn't want to be called Parliament Babies. We didn't want to be called P-Funk All-Stars. We wanted to, we slowed it down. Dr. Dre asked, Dr. Dre asked Hutch in the car. What y'all call that shit? Hutch told Dre, we call that shit G-Funk. Straight face. Wow. So that's when that's you heard when it here my first. Like. radio. Yeah, vocally pimping, all those things. We were all really what you call, you know, from myself to rest in peace, KMG. I miss my brother. Uh, to go Mac to Total Chaos to Hutch. And and Hutch was the since he was the orchestrator, he was the originator. But we are the architects. And of course, we were hanging around everything. We was always at audio achievements. I remember Warren G used to bag on, on Jewel, Suge and them used to come through. All of us was a family, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy how how we used to be like tight niche and then because of the, the ruthless tree, derived the death row tree. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And you know, we came up with an album called Funk Upon a Rhyme, which was one of my memorable albums, a song called No Pain No Gain which was played at so many funerals, you know what I'm saying? Just as well as the big homie EZE e. funeral. So that was, a, that was a, a groovy time, you dig? Yeah, that's
3: real talk. So, so I'm glad you told that story and I'm glad you know, we just let you land because
4: you, you yes, got sir. a history
3: lesson and a real story to tell. And it's like, I was going to get at you about the question but it's all in remote control. What are you jamming yeah, right now? Out of out of some of the new
4: the new breed of um, MCs and rappers and stuff. Man, I, I keep it old school, man. I keep some of that. Uh, <laughs> motherfuckers can't figure it. What niggas so ignorant? Ignorant, ignorant, ignorant. Hey. Bang, bang, smoke cigarettes. My niggas can't figure it. <laughs>
1: okay. You man, know a nice, lot sir. of
4: shit. I just stay in my lane and listen to us. I love our era.
1: Right. Man. It's the I love
4: air. our air. like, ain't nothing wrong with saying you love your six folk, even though it came out in the 60s. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's a blessing that during this coronavirus and this hibernation, that niggas get to, you know, our young cats get to start digging in the crates, which is the computers, in the crates, and, yeah. and going back listening to us. Because I, right now, brother, I got an influx of traffic coming in, it's popping but guess who it is? It's the youngsters. It's the youngsters sampling us now. Right. You know, so that's a blessing.
1: I'm gonna tell you, nigga, my son was banging bone, thuggish, ruggish, bone, first of the month, all types of shit. I'm here banging all this little young, hypey shit. They ain't banging all the old school shit. I'm like, yeah, it's really a way for the young niggas as they going back watching all the old school movie, do the right thing, a house party. They like really getting their old school game on, the youngsters. You know what I mean? Right. Period. They, like a lot of youngsters ain't even
3: watched fucking Minister Society. Like they going all back time. watching Minister Society all the time. A lot of them don't even know Ice Cube was a rapper. <laughs> yeah. Ice. Ice. He's, right. already, he's already there yet to them. You feel right. right? me? My, 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 up in my house, my kids are <clears throat> <season. laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> yo, house, yo you, you of course. I want, i not to get off the subject, but how did you get to um, hook up with Nip on that joint y'all had?
4: Man, I, I happen to be on um um uh, some projects with him. You yeah. know what I mean? We always used to talk, he was, he was always, man, I grew up on your music, I'm a fan of your music cult. You Snoop, the whole shit, the whole experience at Ruthless. I mean, he really knew his history and he was young. He was way ahead of his time. So yeah. when we did on uh, Bullets Don't Have No Name, when we yeah, did Mr. Untouchable, which was really the start of Marathons, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just other songs over the years, you know, uh started off small before Walker had to crawl, soaked up game from the G's. took it on man. myself to get this cheese. Man, Nip spit so cold on it that I knew, man, that that he had that vernacular, that light that we all see like pop. We would witnessed this shit. Yup, like easy e my nigga. Like. It was just had that essence, and you know he was going somewhere, and he was very respectful Well, you're a buster, you're a buster, you know what I mean? but he was always respectful respect he respected this G. that's all I could say. He was like, man, and then he loved sugar free too, it's like you know, I had a chance to talk to him, you know, because at that time caviar was doing something a while back about about a year and a half ago or so uh with killer twine. And he was like, he was saying like, man, take care of my nigga and coke. He said, I know you're going to do them right, OG. And then he told Killer Twine, yeah, you with the right nigga when it comes to hooks. So that was the last time yeah. I talked to cuz, And it just like, it's crazy, man, because all of us know, from your Mac Dre's yeah. to, to whoever, man, it's like, it's a trip, man, To to... To to be able to uh, you know experience their essence and be able to be a disciple about it, you know what I mean? Real talk.
1: Absolutely, man. recipes in peace, Nipsey and Max Ray, man. Hey, I yeah. want to take it back, man. I, I want I keep want to go back, man. Now the the you go back to the to the ruthless tree, and the yeah. division is caused when Dr. Dre leaves ruthless. So you right. say y'all used to be in the studio, everybody together, shill everybody. It splits mm-hmm. up. How do you end up linking up with Dre after the split up?
4: Well, when it split up, we were actually having discrepancies at Ruthless Records, Real Talk. Oh, right. We, motherfuckers is getting money, and it's like we we sitting over there on Inglewood and, you know, Centinella and La again and Mark Palladino's studio, and we looking like, hey, man, something ain't right. And this is real. This well, one see, easy, easy. pulling up in the eight fifty, the Beamer. Yeah, to yeah, and, and easy <laughs> set a meeting. Damn, this goddamn shit keep dropping. Easy to slap the oh, no. high five again, like nigga. Watch it, hard.
3: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website
4: for details.
1: What you say, nigga? <laughs> All right,
4: there it is. So look, um, Dre didn't ever come to a meeting. We rekindle our business relationship because really we sat in the room with Should and we was like, we're gonna start, he's gonna start the death row really above the law, and cocaine was actually supposed to be the first people on, that was f- functioning with death row. But we rekindled our business relationship. Hello? Yeah, we hey don't know. Right Hit this it with goddamn that. Thing is Hit it with the, you sick. heard it first. Yeah, You heard it in first on Smoke my Radio. I'm just going to tell you this. Um, but we rekindled our business relationship, you know, because we, we hear, heard Eric out, you know, and that was the time when went on Warren G. Brung Snoop and uh, Nate Dogg to audition for Above the Law because Code 187 was gonna put him out. You know what I mean? But at the same time- hold, hold on, rewind that. Yeah. Snoop
1: Dogg and Nate Dogg was
4: supposed to be in Above the Law,
1: nigga?
4: They were supposed to be in Above the Law camp. They actually was. Oh, you my. heard it here first on Smoke A Lot Radio. Hey, Nigga's yeah. never knew you know, that, my nigga. Dogg that. That's tell first. you first. That. That's, That's ironic. First, his studio nigga. is right around the corner from where he auditioned. You know what I'm saying? So, so it that's was all, why
1: Dog was banging G-Funk.
4: Yeah, he was influenced. That's why Warren G. I mean, Warren G. said it, you know, in, you know, in, in his documentary, Big Ups to Warren G. And, you know, Snoop know what's happening. We all know what's happening, man. Big you know up what Uncle I'm saying? Snoop. Yeah, and so. Warren. Yeah, but at that time, it was a lot of shit going on. You know, Warren G. took his tape up to... to to um. To the party where Dre was at, and that landed Snoop Dogg, and landed landed um, Nate Dogg, of course. But we were all still kicking it. But then once the breakup happened, they were so adamant on dissing Easy. And then we heard these new niggas coming along that I didn't know. They called the Dog Pound dissing me and Hutch on Blunts and Tanger right, like. Nigga, we ain't never did nothing to y'all. We thought he was cool. We all, I always gave them the utmost, but I knew who was behind there. Suge was behind a lot of them. Hey, diss these niggas, go at these niggas. And we didn't pay no mind, but then that's when the diss record I did, me and Hutch called Don't Bite the Funk. Because all of a sudden we go, reason why we wrote that song, because we would hear our words, our style, our language, our everything. This is real story. We didn't never get credited. We didn't mind the influence, but everybody should credit everybody just like George Clinton credit the Funk Brothers and sliding the Family Stone. What's wrong? So we was going around, yuck, like it left a bad taste in our mouth. And you know what I mean? Ruthless was going at them. They was going at us. There was some gangster shit behind the scenes going on. That was for their squad. We was for our squad. But then Snoop told me, Snoop told me uh, uh, one time he said, "Nigga, even though we was dissing each other, we was still in Japan playing. No pain, no game, my nigga." <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> so because they knew they knew it was some bullshit behind it, but so be it. And um, it was crazy. Easy Easy didn't really want to diss Dr. Dre so much because he was getting money, but after he was just like, "Boom." You know he still had trading under contract, so he was getting right. his. Right. So it was yeah. like, nigga, what? I ain't trying. To, you know, Easy was gangster with it. I ain't trying to fuck up the money. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was it was going. it was about it was about the integrity too. Like, nigga, you just gonna keep. That's how we was saying to him. And then some incredible records that happened to be disc records from Death Row to our side, man. Them them were incredible times right there. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, that shit, you, know? you, got, yeah, yeah. you got the uh, BG Knockout came up out of that
3: motherfucker yeah. with the ball, oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah, and it was oh, it That's why I said I told my daughter, and I'm glad I'm not in y'all area. Y'all don't know about this real music where the fans rolled the rolled the ride right along with y'all. Because the fans yeah. were splitting. Y'all on ED camp y'all, but then the music was so undeniable. You had all the tapes. <laughs> man,
4: <laughs> the Ruthless root, <rootless laughs> and Death Row beats and then the West Coast and then then the death row, it was all kind of beefs. Them niggas going out there, smashing over buildings in New York. Them New York niggas was hot. You know what I'm saying? Pog beef, you know, West Side yeah. Connection beef. Yo with that you had. The 90s was the decade of the real beefs. You know what I'm saying? Shit was nice. real. And
1: real niggas.
4: Real yeah. niggas and real, real beefs. real talk. Straight up, so. Real talk. And niggas didn't talk so much clear, on camera. You know what I mean?
1: How did you end up fucking with Snoop and them? Cause later
4: on, you end up tapping in and really rocking with him. Man, look, after Easy Pass, then I was supposed to hook, uh, the homie Pac got out and we was supposed to do The Nation, me Spice One with him. We did Fortune and Fame. We kicked it at the Jim Belushi movie. It was like, okay, I felt good that Pac is out because me and Pac and all of us inspire each other, period. I right. remember- I remember uh, I had a song called, Sometimes I feel like my day is coming, won't you free my mind, free my mind. Those type of songs, no pain, no gain, Pop gravitated to. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with the above the law, like Rain Before Rainbows and all that. So we was a fan of his, he was a fan of ours. So when Pop got out, you know, we just did a song, with Aunt Banks Too Short at Ice-T Spot off the Sunset Plaza when he had that spot over there. And then we bump into him in traffic. We bank a corner back at the Montreal. And he said, nigga, come to my pad, nigga. So I remember like it's yesterday. He lived off Sherman Oaks in the Valley. Boom. We go to his spot and I'm on the piano playing. Sometimes I feel like my day is coming. And then bling, bling, Quincy Jones' daughter is calling. So this nigga Pac on the phone arguing with her. Like, man, fuck that. The Outlaws is there. Um, he said, let's go to Can-Am and do this song called Fortune and Fame, man. So that's where that came out. But then when he got back from New York, he called me and Spice One because we was going to be part of his one nation. He even said it in interviews. We didn't go to Vegas because I had a record out with Yellow, One more nigga to go. And, and the song called This is for the E in remembrance of the homie Easy Spice had to do his thing. So after we heard the news of him, you know, what had happened to him, Be Legit called me, cause that's my partner, shout out to Be Legit. he He called me, he called me, yuck, and it was like, man, he gone, man, damn, he's gone. I didn't believe him, but I knew he was serious, man, and I ain't even gonna lie, man. A G a G, know to spread them tears, man, when it comes to people that you just love, homie. You know what I'm saying? And, and it put me in that dark spot again, right? So I hooked hook back up. Thank you for letting me take the platinum, platinum, platinum thing, by the way. But I I, I hooked up with uh, some cats from Plum & Oak Block Crip called Street Institute. That's when I was doing a lot of stuff with Tradee and Lil' Half Dead. And then eventually, after a year, we put out a remix on Volume 10 Pistol Grip Pump at Street Institute. And then you know, Snoop and uh, Lil' Half Dead was always talking. They sit the kite and said, Man, Coke, Coca, Coca, man, is man. So Snoop invited me up there. We squashed our little thing because that was way behind us, ruthless and death row beef. And he said, Man, Coke, I always liked your style, fam. He said, An old song of mine called Itsy Bitsy Spider Crawling Up the Wall. You know what I'm saying? That was early. So he said, Come on the team. I'm creating the East Siders. I'm going to create this big thing. This is my last record I'm on No Limit. And my nigga, I'm fucking with you. So he honored his word, man. I didn't know I was going he was gonna put me on so many songs. He allowed me to 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 introduce a little bit more with those guys, those set of people. And it was incredible, man, that it allowed me to reconnect with Dr. Dre and get on LA niggas on Chronic. You know what I mean? We we was mixing it up, and by then. Everybody was requesting two most niggas in the game. That was Nate and that was cocaine. Yeah.
1: So my let me ask another question, man. So was the song that we did for my album the first song you ever did with Nate Dogg or you and Nate Dog did songs before that? Because we did so ignorant, me, you corrupting Nate Dogg for thugged out the Appalachian in 99. 98, actually.
4: That was like that was the first time. You lying. Damn. Damn boy. I
1: had the first fucking song <laughs> with motherfucking cocaine and Nate Dogg on the same fucking song. You yeah. lying? Yeah, you heard it here man. first, hey, Smokey Radio. Yeah, correct, nigga. Hey man, that thing is legendary, man. We gotta uh, point at that thing, man. Hey, there you go, right there. That's that thing.
4: That thing. I got your black yeah. too, nigga. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, I'm. You I know I that thing be, did I, what it I'm did. registered yeah. with the IRA, so I'm good. Yeah, good to get, tell them that you seen your thug out, nigga. Yep, yeah, that yep, thing did, automatic. But yeah, but Straight that out. was that was classic. But me and Nate, we went to do um, um, on the East Siders uh, in the <laughs> ghetto. Um, we did Bottom Girl. Our blend together was just incredible because I consider Nate Dog like the Steve Errington of our time, like silky soul with it. He has those natural gospel tones and this stuff. Yeah. Me when it came to cocaine, you can't put a just one style on cocaine because I did it, I did a lo- little bit different of everything. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, just as well as bust. You know what I mean? You got a book coming? A, I got a book called The Making of a Legend coming. hmm Yeah. And yeah. I plan to do a docu series because there's a thing, there's things that NWA you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that are left out, and I understand they wanted to pack the seats and they did that. So I don't knock the hustle. I wanna
3: ask you about the movie. How much give me a percentage of fact that was going I, on with the
4: storyline? I, I would say 40%. Oh, yeah, there's some intricate things left out.
1: That's a low score. That's not
4: you're not I mean, eligible you with 40%. Could, the reason why I say that because <laughs> You it doesn't take one movie to explain this. It would have to be docu series. It has to, to be a series.
3: This. It has to be like
4: power. So that's be, why like new edition. Not, it had to be yeah, like how right. they did
1: new edition.
3: Like, like
4: new edition, yeah.
1: It had to be like how they did new edition. How they started when they was kids, all the way up to where yeah. it is now. Period.
4: Yeah. And I'm not dissing it, of course. I ain't no hater. I'm just saying because one movie can't explain it. That's why I say it's forty percent true.
3: Were you reached out to for any involvement or any
4: insight? Nah, no, Tamika Wright didn't probably want me out there. That's why you know what I'm saying. But I, I left that alone. Okay. You know they that you know those guys have a legacy. They were able to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Those guys are instrumental in my career, above the law career, DLC, and the list goes on. The tree goes on. So to sit here and say, you know, I, I, I'm gonna be upset because certain things. No, man. Those guys told it how they want to, they packed the seats, but you gotta look on the positive side. It gave me a whole bunch of leg room to tell factual stories. So I ain't mad, I'm not mad at it. I'm just, it's actually turned out to be a blessing to for whatever reason not be mentioned. So I I actually, I'm happy that the way things are going, you know what I'm saying?
1: I'm let, let me not not to interrupt you, but the thing that that back was really mad at. He was like, nigga, Easy ain't never been broke selling weed, my nigga. And mm-hmm. had niggas bagging
4: up weed and struggling and stuff. Oh no, that's some bullshit. He never been down the street crying. Not my homeboy. Not my big bro. Easy was a soldier to the last drip drop of his breath. But let him
1: let him know his catalog that he had running up numbers. Right before he died, he
4: had Bone Thugs. Who else he oh, had? Yeah. Oh, he had BG Knockout, Dragster. Of course, he had Above the Law, Cocaine. Um,
1: that's the Sonic. The, I mean, uh, a Sonic. I mean,
4: that's what they JJ Fag. JJ Fag. J I said JJ Fag. JJ Fag. JJ <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Day> Fag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I called the nigga Statsonic. I called the female. Yeah, also, I'm Fag. gonna be like <laughs> You said JJ Sonic. <laughs> JJ Sonic. No, I you, fucked you, him you, up. Did. My bag, It was it, that was because of me, man. He didn't do that. I, nah, I said, nah, look.
4: You you had uh, originally they were called the Advan Clan, but now they were called the the the. Um, Black eyed peas, you know, easy discovered them. That's who
1: we had. My nigga, niggas, you know niggas what I'm don't saying? know we had the black eyed fucking peas, man. Yeah,
4: easy. And and I remember uh triple six mafia sent they demo in. He was gonna mess with them on some things, you know. Easy easy was I, I, incredible. Yeah, you know what, I mean? what we had. I, we had he, we had Mental I, I was bragging on Easy. I said he had one of the
1: <coughs> super duper groups that y'all don't know about. Mm-hmm. Black
4: eye fucking peas, but continue, my nigga. Go ahead. Yeah, we he he had it on lock. You know, ruthless mafia. You know, he had it on lock. And at the time, where essays wasn't really really getting along with brothers and vice versa, he 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 had the balls to say nah. You know, it's Toker, like Brownside, uh, Kid Frost. You know what I mean? It wasn't about the color. It was about the heart. You know, easy seen something. He was a visionary at a time when we was gangstered out, hustling out. We didn't really understand the scope of how big bone thugs and harmony would be, but not easy. Easy understood that man. I, we used to be like, What's this? But then when Easy got a hold of it, we learned we was like, okay, it might not be the G Funk and this, but they and we digging them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it was like it was like easy, man. Just he was incredible, bro. You know, he had ideas to sell speakers and cars and skateboards, tapping the stuff long before Dre and Lil Wayne. He left an so imprint, man, a blueprint, and it's just like you know to 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 have a movie like that, N.W.A. You know, I get it. They want to pack seats to make money, yeah. but at the same time, people want people want to hear the in betweens. People. You know, don't want to speculate. You know what I'm saying, and and they don't want things to just completely have a false narrative about it and only tell half truths. Just to pack the the theater. You know what I mean? So that's where we come in. When you hear you go, Max and Layla, you know those are stories that that we were disciples, like to 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 a Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were yeah. there as well as participants.
1: Man, Gold Mac had told a story. Him and DLC I did an interview, him, DLC, and Law. They posted on the Gram. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some motherfuckers was going against him, like, oh, you hating, you hating. Like, damn. So when you tell your story, now all of a sudden you hating. Like go and said something you, but, about, about his last encounter with Easy. I ain't gonna say it on this platform. You know, you right. can go to the, the Baller Podcast and check it out. Wow. But he said something, and everybody thought it was disrespectful, but that's what type of relationship that him and EZ had. You know what I mean? They don't know yeah, how yeah. Gomac and Laylaw and Easy go back to the streets. You know what I mean? Not no rap shit, streets. Yeah, that's you know I mean? when,
4: when Easy E had an orange bug and and, and doing, you know, handling this business and and Gomac, you know, and Laylaw, they was pushing that thing and Hutchin was doing that thing and Pomona, we all was there. And just like if you gonna tell the truth, you're gonna tell the truth. And the way I took it. I didn't take, I know, I know GOMAC love ECE, brother. Right. And it's like, it's like brothers fight. I don't care what it' going on. It'd be a different if they popped at each other, but it was right. some things going on to where if you have a family and, and 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 that person has a family and you put your heart on work, at the end of the day, you don't want to come circumference of, of not blaming it on just, you know, easy, but and you know, people behind him really swindling checks and different things. You want to ask about it. Yeah. You know, any real nigga would. So for a nigga to sit up and sit there and say, you know, the brother was just hating. The reason why, because your ass wasn't there. You wasn't you there. Yo no. You weren't and when you hear when you so busy, they so busy caught up in the fantasy of how that NWA. I told y'all it's 40% true. I know I'm not dissing them. I'm right. telling you, one movie couldn't tell a real story. So he just, for, for Gomek to get up there and say the real, that's what real niggas want to hear, not speculative niggas. Right, right. Not not shit to, get, to fill up the seats in the movie
1: theater,
4: 40%. They want to hear the yeah. 100%. The they want to hear the rest of that 60%. And we, right. we, we blessed enough to be here to tell the real, not right. hating it. And sometimes the truth is ugly. Sometimes the truth hurt because a lot of people have their narratives. But when some real facts come through and the in-between come through, yeah. it's going to make people feel uncomfortable, even though we're not trying to make people feel uncomfortable. We telling our outside. Which your motherfucker got a right to do, man. Well, yeah. If a nigga like it or don't, that's your problem.
1: But at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. We are, we OGs. We're here to share our stories and tell motherfuckers what to do and what not to do and show motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Give you the blueprint without even having to do it. You know, yeah. take advantage of these OG stories and these OG sacrifices and shit that we tell to y'all. You know what I mean? You know, take yeah. a page out of niggas' books and add it to what you're doing right now. You're going to be way more sharper than you was just looking up to motherfucking videos and YouTube streams.
4: Yeah, exactly. and very people people get tired of going to the WWF all the time because when oh, my you go, mama, the giant you know, WWF. them are them a preconceived move. Don't it's very entertaining, but right. now now the, these are the times where these kids are looking at us and they looking at everything they see and some of the things they see, they believe it like Donald Trump voters. Yeah, knowing that this nigga lied. Knowing that it's a couple things missing now, so it's really, it's really for us to to have the playing fields fair. You know what I'm saying? To 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 tell that real and any real nigga on the you know once used to be on the opposite position, they should respect that now because ain't no niggas tripping on each other. You know what I mean? So I I think you have got to have a grown man approach about that shit. You know what I'm saying? And let it be known to people that really want to know what happened. Absolute.
1: Speaking of what happened, man, let's get to Nate Dog, man. Your relationship with Nate Dog started on So Ignorant. You two is the hook masters, man. Did you really get to build a relationship with Nate Dog before he passed? Yeah,
4: 1991 when he auditioned. I knew he was gonna go somewhere. I knew he sounds like, damn, hush. Man, dog be busting. He was freestyling. I was like, that nigga hard, my nigga. I said it in that style that uh they got, man, that that dude sound like Steve Arrington. He's like a modern day, you know, he's just got something with his voice that 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 is uh it commands that 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 presence, what he's saying, like real comfortable, you know, keeping it gangster, but at the same time staying suited and booted, sharp. You know what I mean? So I knew that in ninety-one. Then years later, when we mixed it up, we did songs that you did. Did uh, some classic songs on the East Siders, and uh, back when when I went to Dog, um, cause Lil Half Dead, we went over Nate Dog's spot first, and uh, I hopped off the car. Well, I didn't hop up the car. Lil Half Dead hopped out the car because which car lived in Pomona you know, Nate Dogg at that time down the street and around the corner from Snoop Dogg's house in Claremont. And uh, first thing, what you call said is like, nigga, what that nigga doing here? <laughs> he said About that to me. Yeah, because we never did. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? It was the time where me and Snoop rekindled, you know, our friendship, but I ain't yet to rekindle the friendship yeah. with Nate. Right? Yeah. So, so look, <laughs> so look, he found out who I was with. I was with some real runners and gunners, Street Institute, Pomino Block Crips, doing their thing, rest in peace hat. Uh big ups to Al Dog. Silk was over there. Um all kind of people was over there, man. Nigga, I'm way past that shit. I mean, that's what I'm telling him. So he invited me in and we seen eye to eye and we seen like, ain't hey, no problem, brother. You know what I mean? And we start building in his little studio and there he had his little yak deer and his little smoke smoke. <coughs> and um he said, man, do me a favor, man. I gotta get this up out of there. This girl called a whoop whoop on me. This nigga gave me a bag full of guns. And I could have, I could not, I I could have said, Nah, nigga, we gonna ride <laughs> through Upland, Upland, California. Is you crazy? So I said, Fuck it, cuz I was like, that was kind of tilted anyway. I said, Fuck it, cuz. So I, I I took all that shit in the back of my cellar like a damn fool through Upland, California. I'm talking about that whitey white 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 up wait. that ten. Yeah. So I dropped it off to the homies. And then we grew a respect from there. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it was it was cool, man. How that's a cold way to happen. hook back up with it, nigga. Take a nigga right. guns. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. We, we put that shit in the back of the celica and me and Lil' Half there trucked it up to the studio. And nigga, up, it Ab was Ab just did? nothing but respect.
1: Yeah, half dead, man. Whatever half there, that's my nigga, man. That nigga done recorded on this mic right here. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a, per- a, he's a personal
3: friend to Smoke a Lot Radio. We <laughs> fucked
1: with half dead. That's a behind the scene nigga. That, that's the glue. Half dead always been the glue. It's certain yeah. niggas that behind the scene that's the glue and niggas don't never give props to, man. Give props yeah, because, to half dead, my nigga. Because Straight he not want to
4: the kite to Snoop. He was like, nigga, need to hook in with cocaine. See? Lil' Half Dead did that. Lil' Half Dead. I didn't even know that.
1: See, he, he yep. bridged the gap. You 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 out out there. There. Yeah, you gotta give a little half there this proud for my nigga, period. And still yeah. always mention that nigga and still keep him around. That means he is solid nigga.
4: Period. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they're they're brothers. You know, that's what brothers do. You know what I mean? Right. He bring he brings a certain type of uh likeness around and that's what that's what good fellowship and friendship is.
1: Right. Right, you know what I mean? tabernacle, tabernacle, like Don Juan, man. Great. When he comes, come around, motherfucking Snoop, man. It's like Snoop. This it, is goddamn. Uh, what the what the what the rappers be having, man? When they got a preacher <laughs> or something, <an> advisor, <coughs> <laughs> spiritual advisor. Yeah,
4: yeah Don you know Juan somebody is like Snoop. to help you out.
1: Yeah, Don Juan's like Snoop's spiritual advisor, my nigga. You need an OG, man, from mm-hmm. from the cloth, man. I always let you know when you off your square. Period. That's what niggas like you. Niggas like motherfucking Snoop, niggas like uh, 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 Ice Cube, you know what I mean? The OGs, you know what I mean? Laylaw, GoMac, DOC. This is what motherfuckers mm-hmm. here to give you game and lace your boots so you don't motherfucking trip and, and fuck up. Pippi. You know man. what I mean? Stay on your square, my nigga. And then for niggas to make it a a, a funk, you know what I mean? For motherfuckers to be old and hip hop that—that's the wildest shit, man. How do you, you feel go. about the youngsters? making it like a meme or bad to
4: be a old nigga still getting <laughs> ready. Nigga, that's a pop, that's a compliment because too many niggas running around trying to be three Pac. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fact yeah. And Pac wanted to live, you know, he, he just had the untimely unfortunate passing. You know what I mean? But you know, it's like a sperm cell trying to get to the egg. All of them don't, but one. You know what I'm saying, Pippin? And that's what that that's what's happening. Like It's like it's sad that a lot of brothers is gonna go under, always implicating itself, and it's just like they being moved around like cattle, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? But we here to reach out of ten, at least two or three solid niggas that's gonna pay attention and even look at the blueprint that Nip was saying to, according to his generation. It's like everybody ain't gonna listen because this game ain't for everybody. You know what I mean?
1: But you don't think it's the, the <laughs> Willie Lynch? You know, Where weird, I never thought, like when I read the Willie Lynch letter and I seen that, they said that it'd be young against old, female against male, male against female, female, you know what I mean? Like, it's that, you know what I mean? You got the lesbian, I mean, whatever You know, whatever the letter called, you got yeah. the, the whole shit going on. You know, they could do marriages and shit. You got the, if like the youngsters are going against their parents not only right. just against hip hop like you you youngsters will call the cops on your ass if you try to
4: discipline it you know what i mean well, so, so i'll show you i'll show you where the music is at is where the mentality of the millenniums is at whatever's yeah. popular it's going to pop off now we ain't finna sit here and say we ain't came with that gangster shit or that player shit but the only thing you got to look at the too short record one of his biggest records was, was the ghetto you understand? It's like we had a yeah. balance. And when yeah. that balance got offset because of the internet, the making internet. every time Dick and Harry and Weirdo feel like they validated. Microwave, <laughs> it just, ra- it microwave rappers. The, it just put that Weirdo shit on steroids. And it, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> some things, you know? But now the universe called everything back, y'all. You know these youngsters is really paying attention, and it, everything runs in cycles. Everybody have their moments, you understand. But the moment I would say that Kelly imprint put down, man, reach across the world. You could see people, you know, in every parts of any city, red, blue, low riding, wearing our slang, and talking as that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. We had a large impact on the world, and still to this day, because now the world is starting to revert back to this Cali sound. Straight
1: face. Say that shit again, what you lied to say. Revert back to what?
4: This Cali sound.
1: Hey, man, from from (coughs) up top to the bottom, my nigga. Period. Straight up. Straight up. Um... Speaking of uh, of influences of rap, how do you feel about this murder rap shit that's going down? Not to cut you off, Kato, I know you got questions. But no, it's all you, good. How do you feel about this this murder <coughs> rap shit that where motherfuckers talk about murdering somebody? <coughs> and, you, know, and, and, you know, after they done murder them and then go platinum. Like, how do you feel about that? The
4: that's rap? that. That's the lowest gray aura. Low bottom toe toe. Eat pig guts on a Sunday by the slave master. That is the most. You know what I'm saying? The most fucked up shit. When 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 you when we 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 was raised and Granny would have, it it would be a bunch of gang bangers outside. She said, "Take that shit down the street." Now they shooting Granny. They shooting Granny. You know what I'm saying? So the grandkids are shooting Granny. These are strange times we living in. The shelf space is small. And it's not going to stop. It's going to increase. But at the same time, it's always light at the end of a dark tunnel. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I don't know what it is, man. I, but I've never seen <coughs> so much love in the 92 riots. or I've never seen so much love when Nip, at Nip Funeral. funeral. So I believe, even though I don't have an answer, I believe something... Go, gonna have to come to wake some of these youngsters up because it's just it's just too much going on and uh, it's putting out the wrong wrong frequencies. That's real talk, man.
1: One more thing before you go: frequencies, man. Somebody was on YouTube saying the frequencies is fucked up for the youngsters. Like it's a 5G or 4G frequency that's going out that they only yeah. adapt to. And that's probably the reason why they're calling our music old, because they can't relate to it or can't hear it. It ain't they frequency. The frequency right. is what's going down right now. You know what I mean? Everybody on tune. everybody sound like a computer rapper. <coughs> like, right. We never thought that we'd hear everybody sound like Battlestar Galactica. But yeah, this yeah. is what the what the game is. Niggas, this is what's going down. Niggas sound like Transformers and Battlestar Galactica rapping them all nuts. Nice.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Facts,
1: but that's what? the frequency that's going down for the youngsters if you do anything that's technical or off that that fuck them up they ain't, they ain't used to that they on these pills they on these you know what i mean uh, uh, uh muscle relaxers all types of shit that make them fall asleep yeah. uh, liquid i mean liquid hair rhymes and peel hair rhymes all that shit so it's a frequency for that type of music that's why it's lit and they talking about dying now what's yeah. up with all this dying? I want to die, and I, I'm, 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 sad. Like, what, what's up with all this emotional rap? Like it's called emo rap. How you feel about that, niggas want to pop pills and die on they rap. Well, you,
4: grew, you know, you, you know
1: what? with millions of dollars, but you want to die mm-hmm. now. How you feel about that, my nigga?
4: It, it, that's just that's just what's what's floating out there, man. These are these are crazy times where, uh, um, people actually have a mental disease off this internet if you're not careful. The yeah. people that created it, you know, they created a beast, man. So with that and, you know, all kind of set up um, for big major record labels, you know, major record labels, they don't have a problem with, with drug heads because they're expecting them to die and put life insurance on them and just next, next coming in. So a lot of people don't know They like a lot of I I compare some of the generation, but not all the young generation. That's not ostracize all of them because there's some real people that have that Nipsey Hustle mentality, but they just get muttered down, you know, because it makes cash and they anticipate it and they selling it. You know what I'm saying? They selling it on every corner. The idea of it. I mean, you you could put up some righteous stuff on Facebook and they'll take it down, but they'll put yeah. that bullshit up and spread it around. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a sign of the time. But us as OGs and some of the young Gs that really know the truth, that's why you got to be a soldier. It's it's Everybody ain't a soldier. Everybody ain't everybody ain't 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 going to say, nah, that ain't cool. Woo, 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 because it's got a lot of yes, men. You know what I mean? And we ain't no motherfucking yes-men. This very platform is not no yes-men, you know? So I just think we just got to fight and continue to say, nah, little nigga, that shit ain't cool. That shit ain't cool. <coughs> Nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. Kato, what, yeah. what, what you got
1: say? What, 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 what the questions you got to ask? I ain't trying to take over the whole shit. I got a lot oh, of Oh, no,
3: man, that shit. You know me, my, my, my philosophy, 80% motherfucking... Listening, twenty percent talking. I'm just, okay, I'm just man. learning, gang. Cause we, you know, we educating on this show. We got coke, caina in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mo. la las Eh, sí, señor. All right, so we're we gonna, we
4: going we going we gonna talk our shit, Coca Leaf. Since nobody <laughs> wanna, wanna talk about our history, man. We are gonna talk yeah. about our
1: history, man. Fuck that, <laughs> Coca <Code> Leaf, <laughs> man. Yeah. I first got you, nigga, I always thought you was hella dope, period. You know what I mean? Since way back, since the, the, the ruthless days. So it was an honor to get you on my album, my song. So ignorant, you made the whole hook in, nigga. You gassed that motherfucker. It was me, you, mm-hmm. Corrupt, and they dog, nigga. Yeah. They dog was like... Every time I smoke, doo, 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 doo. Doo, 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 doo. I, I smoke and don't smoke. Da, 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 I just did this. Hey, do do up. I feel one...
4: like one time is watching me.
1: So Motherfuckers angry. can't
4: fix yeah. That's the place, that. That's the hard, nigga.
1: Bruh, we was all in the studio together though. We was at the Enterprise, man. Talk about that
4: mm-hmm. studio session, how we had it lit, nigga. Oh man, you talking about smoke a lot. That's the reason why you gotta smoke a lot. Oh boy. it, nigga. Hey man, we had we had bottles, less models, more, more weed, and the tracks to bleed, you know what I mean? We was on it like we wanted. Who
1: made that? Was it Mike Dean or Tone Capone? Who made that track?
4: I, I think that was Mike Dean.
1: It was Mike Ding. Mike Dane mm-hmm. had that shit. He made
4: that shit on the spot. That, and then, man, we had fun at the uh, Five Only remix video. Oh, that that too. Hard, that's it? That
1: hard, G, you was there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh, I was all I there. Some, I think Simone coming in. Simone is. Uh-oh, Simone is tapped in. What's up with it, baby?
2: What's good? What's good?
1: Fresh from the massage Maji, huh?
2: Yeah, you know it. You know it.
1: Hey man, Simone in the
4: building. We got, got cocaine
2: you. in the building. Simone, say what's up to Coca Leaf. What's
4: up, Coca Leaf? What's going on? Hey, you got the best hand. I'll see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see you. What's good with you? How's this COVID treating you?
4: Oh, just trying to suck a duck it like we all. You dig? I feel you all the way live. All the way live. What's Simone?
1: So we yeah. were talking about me and, me and <coughs> cocaine history and shit when, when I was at Rapalize and shit. We did a couple songs together, man. The other one we did was uh, the New Testament, man. That motherfucker is legendary because mm-hmm. the song that's the it's a part two from is Revelations. Right. Now, everybody say Revelations is one of my best songs because I go there. It's like a movie verse. You know what I mean? I rap the whole song about five minutes. I did the same thing with us. On the part two called the New Testament. Nigga, mm-hmm. and you went and that motherfucker on your gospel shit and killed Mando. that motherfucker. And there was not no punch ins. You sung that shit through the whole song, man. So you, you land on it. <laughs> you let them know no. what you did.
4: Hey, man, you know, when it's right, it's right, you know. And we, we the type of artists that vibe off stuff. You know, we don't go in there and say, okay, I'm gonna write this. now. if we ain't vibing, it ain't right. And you know right. know And yeah. our and our vibe is just A1 YOLA. You no? Know? Dumbass A one. And Good then out. we got that, that upcoming shit with uh you and Pete Rock. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. Hey, man. That's so oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got another one we just did for me and Pete Rock shit that's but
1: nine days, man. Yeah. Indeed. It's crazy, man. So yeah,
4: yeah but, but it's a crazy. it's a fun it's a fun ride, you know. The '90s was cool. Back in the jukebox days. Come uh, on, box, man, the box. man. Simone, I don't think I oh, how I always
1: no. you, you when the box was on,
2: Simone.
1: Uh, like five or six. Video no, jukebox. No. Wait,
2: you talk about like box, like the box, like the music videos, like the box. Yeah,
1: yeah the box.
2: Yeah, I was in elementary school still.
4: No, Are you serious. serious? Yeah. Damn god damn yeah, I feel I let old you know.
2: fuck
3: old <laughs> fuck
4: nah. nah that's a compliment if you're old head looking fly, that's a compliment <laughs> yeah
2: that is a compliment
1: <coughs> Simone no. man What I guess in the building and you tapped out for most of the questions what question do you got for cocaine
2: okay my number one question right now is how do you feel oh, excuse
4: about me. <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me real quick <coughs> <coughs>
2: Oh, poor
4: thing. Right? Yeah, I'm smoking on, uh, earlier on some coronavirus. <laughs> smoking on a Pomona virus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga stupid. <clears throat> nah,
1: what'd you say? When is the album
4: coming out? You and one
2: eighty seven.
4: Well, we already got an album in the can called The Architects of g you know what I mean? So that'll come out soon. We don't re- re- let the cat out the bag, but that's coming 2021, but I got my album coming out. Uh, it's called Give Me Five on the Black Hand Side. Ooh. And that's coming out in, um, you know, sometime in 2021. <clears throat> but uh, we got a single out right now. It's called Monkey Wasn't Funky. And that thing, man, is going global. So, you know, we got a lot of global response. Big ups to you, Yuck Mouth, for giving those drops. And, uh, you know, it's one of those funk records, man. It's it, it's a timely record. You know, we just got through doing a dance contest, you dig? And it was six. It, it didn't matter if you were six years old, 29, 39, 59. They all participated. You know what I mean? So we got a magical record that's out right now on all digital sites called Monkey Wasn't Funky. And you is can, uh, is- you know, the meaning behind that is just whatever, <laughs> how you want to take it.
2: <laughs>
4: is this... Is this co- Go, Simone.
2: No, I was telling him I love it. Go
4: ahead, Kato. No, is this coming out on Buddy Boy on your label? Yeah, this out on Buddy Boy through Sony, you know. Yeah, yeah. Distribution deal through them. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got a company called Buddy Boy Entertainment. It's, it's with me and my queen. You know, and I got my kids on board, you know. I got eight kids. Been with my woman 37 years. You dig? Beautiful. And uh, we, we a family-orientated business, you know. We the modern-day Jacksons, you know what I
3: mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a partner on the label, so I had to make, you know, get a plug out to my nigga. What up, Yoke? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so would you be so, married to <clears throat> what, what do you think is the glue that holds your marriage together? Like, what advice would you give other people that are married on how to stay together longer?
4: Those that pray together, stay together plain mm-hmm. and simple. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I don't sugarcoat shit. You know, my wife, he's a gangster, you know, about it because a real one gonna tell you, look, that nigga is whoop-de-whoop, look, that's a, that bitch over there is scheming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I had, I, it took me a minute, you know, in this brutal game. I went through all kind of fashions and stuff. You know what I mean? But, you know, I had to grow up one day and she just stuck in there, you know, and sacrificed me and Sacrifice for me. And that's what we all need. You know, I, I just think you need a woman, a woman in your corner that's that's really going to be delicate with your situation and pull the best out of you, even when you're in your dark moments. You dig? And she did that for me.
2: Most definitely. i let us see it.
4: Yes, man. 37
2: years. Oh,
3: three
4: decades running mm-hmm. on the fourth. <laughs> that's my childhood, sweetheart. You know, I, I've been through all kind of... You know, gangster shit. Yeah, so to yeah, speak. You yeah, know, preach. you put yourself in that. But then you learn. You know what I'm saying? To take the good with the bad, and then you realize what life is all about. You know what I'm saying? Because as the world get older, it get colder. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. you get, you ain't supposed to just get gray hairs on your chin, as opposed to your spirit and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So I, I try not to be so preachy, preachy. But at the same time, I like to talk some good games, some grown-up shit. My, my, my,
1: my. Mm-hmm. Before we get up out of here, man, how you feel about the the the, the temperature of the police brutality, man? The shootings and shit. It's like a new shooting went down, in, I think Philly, but Pennsylvania. Where, where did it go down? In Philly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dude got shot with a sandwich in his hand. Yeah.
4: Like, yeah. How you you how know you what? About it's, it's mental illness. It's it's thing poisoning the foods. It's stuff in the air. There's five G frequencies running around. There's things that you oblivious to. There's there's all kind of things that's going up that that is making people, you know, do the things they do. The only thing you can do is tap out from negativity. Is always feed yourself wisdom, and surround yourself around loved ones. You know what I mean? Because it's just like it's just like the movie Poltergeist. You know, they had to go, you know, when the Indian dude was talking to him in Poltergeist, he said, you know, you're going to have all these frequencies and negativity running at you, but the love of a family and your loved ones is going to keep you safe. You know what I mean? So Mm. that's the same thing that that, that we pride ourselves on. You know, we know how to talk that shit on records all day, but this is a form of entertainment. And I tell these youngsters, man, change the mindset because... You know uh, Denzel Washington to do can do a gangsta-ass movie called gangster You know American Gangster. and he can turn around and do a Michael Max movies. But when my when when Denzel Washington go home, he's Mister Denzel Washington. He doesn't he doesn't take it there. You know only way where he needs to take it, and that's the real part. You know like, you know who is you man? We need to encourage these kids to buy lands, yeah. even the sisters to buy land. You know what I mean? If 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 you gonna go out there, and however your style is, make sure make sure you you get educated
5: that's chumbacasino.com
4: no purchase necessary group void. We're prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus intellectual properties and learning how to maximize and create subsidiaries in businesses because you uh, the the self space is small and the window is small so yeah. we as black people in the culture got to take advantage of this i don't care if you if if you on the corner you know what i'm saying if you slanging drugs and doing that you know what i mean i advise nobody to do that but whatever you do, you gotta make a branding out of it, and actually, you know, uh, shift. You know, not everybody wanna. Sell hold, on, dope hold on, hold on, on, hold on. Let me let
1: me cut you off, be, be, I mm-hmm. actually was asking about the police brutality, bro. You can't tell niggas to make selling yeah. dope a brand. Yeah, no, no, nah, nah, nah,
4: Listen but... to me. No, nah, listen to me when <laughs> no, I say I... that. Listen <laughs> to me, and i and I'll go back to that. My whole thing. I'm being facetious about it. You know what I'm saying? But whatever you do. Make sure you make your pivots, you know. And I know I' throwing you all up on Planet Pluto, but <laughs> you fuck told the, the police. nigga that he could sell dope on the block and make a plan. <laughs> my nigga, I
1: just yeah. stop you, man. Right? I just slow these, you
4: down. These, these, these niggas are selling dope and putting dope back into to 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 the hood instead of no, buying. No, they ain't. No, they I'm talking about. talk about police. Let's you know talk about
1: I'm police. Saying? Let's talk about police brutality. We're this is what I gotta say
4: about. This is what I gotta say about police brutality. Fuck the police. Nice, Next. <laughs> See, I, picked up from that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, thank you. How I feel about it? I think they, they, they got a, um, a green light because it's going down too much, my nigga. Now I can see somebody beating a motherfucker up on some Rodney King shit, but actually shooting a motherfucker back to 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 back. It's a green light, my nigga. Somebody blew the motherfucking whistle, bro. Period.
4: Now, let's talk about? Huh? Go ahead. But look, look, easy and them was on to something. They said after Paul Leagues. It's still yeah, after Paul that Leagues. Bo- that's when a
1: nigga used to take you in the alley and beat you up and drop you off in, a na- in, yeah. a, in the neighborhood that you weren't from. I'm talking about them killing you and shooting you like target practice. It's a whole different it's, game right now.
4: It, it's back to that really, really Yeah, Rodney
1: King to get shot. He got beat up. You
4: know what I'm saying? It's really back to that, you know, since Trump got in, it gave him a validation to go give us a green light. That's what it was all about. You know, Trump gave him a green light. You know, his supporters, the ugliness came off, the mask came off. You know, when we start wanting our reparations and really stop playing closed mouth, you know, there's a lot of people that's just waking up from all walks of life, brothers and sisters, saying, look, y'all gonna stop treating us like lab rats, you know what I mean? And I'm telling you something, it's going to get to, you know, a point to where they're going to get popped back because people are getting tired. And, you know, you can only do so much peace, peace, peace. And I don't encourage, you know, to go, I'm not telling nobody to go pick out a gun and go shoot a cop or whatever. You know, you ain't finna sue me. You know what I'm saying? But all I'm saying is you reap what you what? Sow. Oh. You reap what you Sow. So do you think it's going to get better with Biden then? Man, that's, 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 you gotta, you pick your poison, either Donald Trump or Biden, but they, one is lesser than the other. You know what I mean? And, and, um, it's just going to have to be a combination of things. We gotta, we as a people really got a fellowship and we always ask the question we say brothers, why y'all can't get together? And, that's a hard, tough question to answer when, when it's contrary to what you really trying to put out there. So I yeah. just guess you just got to do your job and play your corner of your, your puzzle piece because you can't, you can't put the whole puzzle piece together. It's, it's too complex right now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh,
1: yeah. Some rubies, Ruby's Q uh, of hella of colors, hella different races, yeah. and they twisting this shit against each other. You know what yeah, I mean? So. Instead of it being the same color on every side, that's all one cube and we together, they mixing the shit up and putting you against each other. It's a Rubis Cube, my nigga. They putting all the different colors against each other.
4: Period. Well, a lot of and- people don't talk about this in, in the police system. You got to realize, when we was in high school, it was a white boy, somebody getting punked. And then they became a cop. And then they had kids raising them with that same mentality. And then that's three or four generations of that same mentality that then hit ahead now. Now you got more racist cops now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, Stone. but you, you got you got to
1: rewind history, man. You know the, the, uh, they they hung up. They I ain't gonna say the the, the word, but they hung up their robes, nigga, and put on motherfucking uniforms and badges, my nigga. It yeah. starts but from the,
4: there. The whole the whole cops was was invented to to chase black black people. Yeah. Slaves. Now, Escape slaves. That that was the escape whole. Escape slaves. Cops. Period. That's, why, that's what they was.
1: They was built for. They, they were not built yeah. to protect or nothing. To catch mm-hmm. escape slaves. That's what yeah. it started from. And who was yeah. the motherfuckers? That was the cops. The motherfuckers with the hoods and the mask on and shit and the robes yeah. on and shit. Yep. Yeah, man. So yep. I understand. The,
4: the system works. Put it like that.
1: Right. Right. The yeah. Yeah. Let's works. not even go. Yeah. Let's go deep into that shit. We having a historical dope-ass, motherfucking intellectual, historical <laughs> interview. Let's not get into that dumb shit. Ah!
4: Yeah. <laughs> Bro, sh-
1: anybody else got some questions before we end this shit? Because I got some questions, man. Yeah, I want <laughs> to talk
2: about him leaving a legacy for his kids, for them to do music and film. Like, what do they have coming up as well?
4: Well, I just put up uh, my daughter's single. She got a song called F-Boy Signs. Her name is Anissa Long double a n-i-s-a-h and um like i said we have four boys and four girls some of them in college taking stem sciences some uh, is just strictly business hard worker and then you know so some are is into the music but preferably my daughter we've been molding her since she was 12 years old and uh just like my daddy told me you know yeah i did great doing what i'm doing but I never would allow my kids, want my kids to live in, a, you know, my shadow. I want them to have their own identity. You know what I mean? Because a lot of celebrity kids get it tough. You know what I mean? So I would be brutal with her in the studio sometimes, be like, nah, fuck that, go back. Go back. She would cry sometimes. But years later, I kept planting her on my records because it's about being patient and building up for artists. You know what I mean? So now she's 25 years old and she'd be like, coach, you you, I know what you're saying. You was a real coach to me, Pops. And that makes me feel, you know, us as parents feel good because you want your kids to be better than you, to outdo yeah. you. You know what right. I mean? And right. it's just a blessing, man, that um, we were fortunate and blessed to not have our kids incarcerated. Yeah, they went through their growing pains. Everybody smelled their under pits. We did. You know what I mean? But it's good to be able to navigate some of the things we went through, inspire them and see them have a fresh pair of legs on a basketball court, like Jordan to Kobe Bryant. And now they're out there doing a thing. And it's especially good for daughters because a lot of daughters, don't, a, lot of, a lot of women don't get a chance to empower themselves for whatever reason. You know what I mean? And as a father and a solid queen, it just felt good, you know, as as, as, I see them progress and being able to articulate that intelligence and you know, can you know, my daughter can beat a bitch ass in a minute, excuse my language. <laughs> you know what I mean? That part too. You know, all that wrapped in the one, you know, it just at the end of the day, it makes a smile because a lot of a lot of girls out there are unfortunate and a lot of brothers out there, you know, fucking off whole football careers to do dumb shit. So yes. you know, it's a beautiful thing, you know.
1: All right, we're gonna end it with with our top five, man. We're gonna do the top five on it, man. Top five rappers, top five comedians, top five motherfucking athletes. Where you want to start at?
4: Oh man, <laughs> I would say. Let's go, let's go, top five <laughs> athletes, man. Top I five athletes. Say, um, LeBron James. Um, Walter Payton. My nigga, sweetness. Um. Town Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Rice, Rice.
3: Jerry Rice.
4: Yeah. Um. I would say uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The Chief. No, the Cat. The Cat.
3: Chief, tough,
4: nigga. LeBron. Say LeBron. You said LeBron. LeBron. Saying, right, I said more. LeBron. Okay. You got one more. All right, Jordan and Kobe. And one nigga. definitely. All right, top five comedians, bro. Um, Richard Pryor, definitely off the red. Um, who else? Red Fox, definitely. Um, who else? Is this now, definitely Eddie Murphy. Come on now. Oh my mom just
1: got through watching Boomerang. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Um, Paul Mooney. Oh my mom, Paul Mooney. He eat a blueprint. Mooney. And um. What's the homie you did, Baby Kids? Uh uh uh, uh Robin, Robin Harris. Robin Harris Robert Harris. But Robin I also Harris. like I also like Mac, rest in peace too. Bernie. Bernie Mac. So that's two-on-one, okay. Yeah.
1: Top five rappers, my nigga. Who's your top five that influenced you and really, you know what I mean, that you really fuck with?
4: Um Man, why don't you give me 10? <laughs> right, top oh. ten? Top ten,
1: top ten, yeah. top ten, my G. Oh top ten rappers my God. I
4: gave you the gang. we, know, we gonna give you uh. seven. Okay, you gonna give me shell, man. No, we're gonna we give
1: seven. that nigga ten, man. Let that nigga get ten, my nigga. Why you doing that, bro? Cause he know uh, he got a gang of
3: friends. We wanna hear who's left out.
4: Uh, um, <laughs> damn, I like um easy easy die die and gotta you gotta you gotta say on skills you know what I mean because easy right. tell you right now I wasn't a rapper I just had a voice you okay know what I mean? okay so, let's change it up yo yeah. top seven artists. Um, nah, let's do the rap shit. Okay, I would say right. we doing the say, 10. Man, how you going
1: to yeah, get a nigga yeah, uh, yeah. A, a cop out? You can't get a nigga that
4: yeah. cop Stanley out.
3: That's making it
4: harder.
1: 10 is giving too yeah. much love. Hold on. Yeah, I would say top. we gave him a cop out with the top 10. It's supposed I be five, would say
4: yeah. I I would say Slick the Ruler, Rakim. So Rakim um uh, Pop definitely. Definitely Pop. Mm. S three. Nas.
1: Definitely.
4: That's four. I like Nas. Um, um I would say um, Big Daddy Kane.
3: Definitely. I was waiting hey, for that. I, have, I
1: was Big waiting Daddy for King. that.
4: Nigga. I would say I would say I would say Biggie Smalls. Six. You got I
1: like six, Big You waiting six, and got was waiting
4: for down, this is a tough one right here. Last um, ball, the last I would say, I would say, I would say Forty Water. Foley! Yeah, I would say Water Water's in that thing. Definitely. Uh, uh, who else? I would say, I like Crooked Eye. Crook,
1: man. Crook is awesome. yeah. man. Say that he you you got didn't hear
4: you. The dark horse yeah.
1: came up oh. off the side.
4: Yeah, yeah I say one definitely mode, crooked.
1: I got one more to win the Tesla off the lot, my nigga. Which one he going?
4: <laughs> I pick you. Survey <laughs>
1: says. Yada, yada,
4: man. Boy, you always gassing on him.
1: Brand new Tesla for motherfucking cocaine. Peruvian flake, man. The Ruby, you do that. And this another question, man. I, 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 That studio session, the first one we did, I nicknamed you Peruvian Flake. When we gonna have a Peruvian Flake album, bro?
4: Man, I'm gonna have to do that soon. You know what I mean? We gonna no, put what, that the on the bucket. The album is list. gonna
1: be. The album is gonna be with me and you.
4: The yeah. Group. Well, let's let's put that on let's the bucket. Do the list. R. Kelly
1: type of yucky, and yeah, you know I mean Jay Z, R. Kelly, and, and Mobb. But you're gonna rap though. It's gonna man. be on steroids.
4: Man, let's do it, Peruvian gonna, Flake y- Yuckster. Do the
1: Peruvian, Peruvian Flake album, Link album. Yeah, so yeah that's hard. Since Brad didn't do it, we gonna do it together. That's what I, I call him when he called me, like Peruvian. I don't yeah. call cocaine. What I call you,
4: Peruvian Flake.
1: Period. I'm like, Flake, what's uh, happening? <laughs> Since day one. <laughs> period. So, <laughs> no. hey, but what, what y'all got going on? Y'all want? Y'all want to. 'cause this man is in, in the mix, he got to get back to his business. Y'all got
2: any questions or anything to ask him before oh, we Yeah, I got a question. What made you move your music career to Seattle? Why you didn't stay
4: California based? Woo. Well, I'm what you call a Pomona Globe trotter. You understand? Okay. And uh and originally I was born in South Bronx, New York. And it's ironic. Hold that on, we mind that. Nigga, yeah, you was yeah. from the You from New York? Yeah, I was born. Yeah, you know I mean, some of your greatest East Coast cats, from Ice T to 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 Tupac, was born right there on the East Coast. I Big know Ice T and you was yeah, born on yeah. the East Coast, Yeah, from I the East Pop, Coast,
1: but not you, nigga.
4: Yeah, so Ice-T. I was born in South Bronx, but my mom and pops, it was too cold out there, so we moved to Cali. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really know nothing about the growth up there, but when we moved, you know, Rock him said it best: "It ain't where you from, it's where you at." So. You know, reason why I move up there, and I'm gonna tell you a real story, real quick. I'm from Pomona, California, from the west side of Pomona, California. You know, like sugar free. You know, Pomona's a small city with a thick ass name. You know, we slowed that bitch down when it came to the music. We got cats like Sugar Shane Mosley, all that, right? So back back when, um, you know, everything kind of disbanded from Doghouse because I was signed to Doghouse. I left. Dog, everybody went their own way. You know, Trey had to go on vacation, and then I did a. You know, I had to resort back to uh, going back in the streets again because we were signed under MCA, but MCA filed Chapter Eleven, and all the monies was frozen. So I was in the dark place. I had to get my little grind on, but then I, you know, got caught up and did a little punk ass county lid, and um, I used to sit on my bunk. You know, there'd be people watching me in the movie Old School, cause I played the movie with Old School with Snoop, Vince Vaughn and all them. And I'd be sitting on my bunk and and all I seen after the commercials, sweetie, was uh, Seattle, Seattle. And then next week, Seattle. And then I hear some dudes over there talking about it. So it was something that I said, okay, something is telling me something. And plus to my grandmother, you know, she's from out here. So I used to, it's not like I just decided to pick up. I used to come up here all the time, back in the eighties too. But then it just told me, I just heard the voice, you know, say people say they hear the voice. I heard the voice just say, you know, get up out of here. And it, it it was the best move sister I ever made in my life because I was out of here, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to do this shit no more, getting in trouble and and going through all these hula hoops but you know what, it's, it was in me and not on me, God put it in me. And I moved uh, mainly because it's not about just the music industry with me or accolades, it's mostly about family. You know, all that was just the cataclysm to get my family into a better situation. So I moved up here, messed with some cats that were real solid, John Silver and G-Dub at High Powered Entertainment. We put some things together, you know, I know Yuckmao put a couple things together with John Silver. And John
1: Silver. That's
4: my guy, was, guy. Yeah, because of him, you know, they kept me afloat up here, and it allowed me to bounce back with kids in college, and then other things that I just couldn't do around the environment where I was. You know what I mean? So, you know, but I tell everybody, you know, I'm from Pomona. I'm a globe trotter. You know what I'm saying? Let let other niggas argue about a section when we going to see the globe, baby. Right. Hey, I love it. For sure. Appreciate you.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, though, you up so, there with the goddamn show enough. You got the glow background, nigga. You ain't got no glow questions, nigga. Well, shit, we've been rocking all now. I'm not, oh, man. All I this is <laughs> a motherfucking legend, nigga. <laughs> I done mm-hmm. go shit, let I done, I done. go. Shit. Don't let bro go. We been <laughs> talked about everything. Smoke a lot of radio with cocaine, Simone, Taylor. Hold on, mate. Let, let's end it on a good one, mate. Cocaine, give them all your motherfucking uh, social media handles and let them know what's coming up for you, man, besides your new album, man. Let them know what's coming up for Cocaine and then end it with your social media handles and where they can reach you at and where they can get all your new shit at, bro.
4: Right. Well, we got a couple things going on. We got a street gear coming out. Shout out to my boy, Gato. We also got a documentary. Gato! Yeah, we also got a documentary. He's going to hit Netflix next year about the legendary Cocaine. Oh um, shit! Okay. Man. And then no, we just literally. me, me and Sugar, Sugar Free got a whole project called Sugar Cane. You oh, know no, what I'm saying? No. Coming out, yeah. Sugar now, Cane. Now you fuck up. Now
1: you. Oh, you gonna on love that one? Flake
4: album, nigga. You and mm-hmm. Sugar Free got an album called Sugar Cane, nigga. Nigga, that shit so
1: hard. It's nigga. over, nigga. You two oh, nigga, boy. together. Oh my fucking yeah. God!
4: We got man. we got production from Man Banks, a little bit of this and that, and it's it's real peace, You know oh what I mean? Oh Lord! I can't so
1: wait. To hear that I know I know Sugar Free up there in Big Bed. Did you have to go to Big Bed to record,
4: nigga? Yeah, some of that shit. You know, he be out there with the bears and shit. My nigga. Yeah, in the snow. I can't I can't do that, snow. my nigga.
1: And the like, snow, nigga. I'm still a
4: city boy. You know what I'm saying? So, right. But then yeah. you know he sent me stuff. I sent it and. Uh, you know, we had to take advantage because it's a so bullshit virus, but we got it done. I also got a see a couple things going on um, with Snoop, this project. We back in action doing what we're doing. And basically, um, you know, pushing my daughter, you know, uh, Nisa Long. She's coming out with her own podcast, talk about hair products for black women and makeup and fashion. So that'll be coming soon. And plus, I got a cocaine strand coming with my boy from Tree TreeMongle. So, you know, there's a lot of good things going on. And plus what we're doing right now, since the monkey wasn't funky, is on his way to go to Viro, we're doing a DJ contest, a worldwide DJ contest. And I'm giving away 3K to your hottest DJs that can put it, the monkey wasn't funky. My new single in the mix. So man, we on our campaign, man. Going to sleep at two o'clock in the morning, waking up around four thirty, and uh, get an hour of sleep around seven. Man, we real That's out it. here mashing and smashing. That's what it is. And you Power can reach me at at cocaine if you if you want to try to get in my get on my back bumper to get a hook. Just uh, reach me on Instagram at K-O-K-A-N-E underscore O-G underscore. That's at cocaine underscore O-G underscore. I ain't that hard to find or hard to talk to. Let me lace you chucks, man. We make hits, not demos. On oh, my mama.
1: Hey, man, that's another episode of Smoke A Lot Radio. Some motherfucking host with the most culato smoke with the illest nigga in the B. be. Kato Fonia on oh, my mama with the beautiful...
2: Simone Titty Taylor in the building.
0: Taylor, nigga. <laughs> the
1: remix, nigga. Yada, da, oh.
4: You tuned in to
1: Smoke Radio. Give them they vitamins, my G. Oh, yeah, you got to get them on Stitcher, brother. You got to hit us on Apple Music. You got to hit us on Spotify, brother. You got to hit us on
3: Yuck Mouth TV, brother. What you going to do when Yuck Mouth, Simone Taylor, in California, blows
1: this colado smoke on you? Hey, one hey, last thing. It is powered by Digital Soap Box now. It right. is powered by Digital Soap motherfucking box. What up still? Oh my mama.